Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. So much for joining us for your SmackDown review and almost Rampage watch long. We're going to watch Daniel Garcia and Brian Danielson tear it down live in the main event of Rampage on this stream. But we've got a whole lot of SmackDown to get to. We had CM Punk returning. We have a Charlotte Flair injury that we're unfortunately going to have to uh, get an update from Sean about here. We had a fun little main event, a lot of fresh names in the mix tonight. Uh, lots to talk about with SmackDown. We have those qualifying matches for this tournament. Some good things with stakes on them happening on SmackDown tonight. But we are joined by the dropped toehold god himself. And my hamper, my empty hamper. And his hamper. I'll tell you what he wasn't doing. <laughs> Hampering anybody in the ring with his unbelievable fluid movements against Johnson McKenzie. But we are joined 1.5 million views now, I'm told. Uh, like on water Twitch through channel. a river. That's what I got to say. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's what's up. Sean Rossap, how you doing? I'm doing good. Uh, thank you guys for letting me hop on here. This is you know, one of those episodes where obviously I'm going to show up and talk a little bit about what happened because. Uh, we have some some unique insight on that. Uh, unfortunately, uh, Corey Brennan of Fightful is told that Charlotte's injury is real. Uh, if if you need some some more to back that up, I'm backing it up. And also, he reported that JBL would be on tonight's show, which happened. So FightfulSelect.com, best five dollars in the business, best fifty four dollars a year in the business. It's not just me giving those scoops. If you hate me, now you can subscribe because we got other people. You can hate Corey too. It's great. Joey yes, Votto home um, run dot gift for Corey too. We love it. We love to see it. We don't love to hear that Charlotte is injured, but no. um, yeah. just anything beyond the confirmation that she is injured. We were hearing it was her knee. We were hearing it was her neck. Looks like a nasty spot in that match. Yeah, it happened during the commercial break. I don't know exactly what happened there. I, I don't know exactly what, what that is, and I don't want to speculate per se on that. But uh, at least the the word that Corey Brennan was getting was that she was hurt, and that's something that that I followed up with, and I was told the same. So, uh, also we got Josh Mansfield sending a super chat. Uh, you guys can get those in while I'm here. Any news on AJ's return getting next for tonight? I've just told he's not hurt right now. That's that's all I've, I've been told. That's that's the extent of it. And the OC returned to the road last week. But I mean, you're going to see a bunch of talent return to the road this month because they're running two yeah. house shows every like Saturday, Sunday for this holiday tour. Cause it's a big business tour for them. Like yeah. even if WDB gets rid of the live events, house shows, they're going to do their holiday tour. Mm -hmm. Like that is a very, very important tour to them. So uh, yeah, we got that one. Uh, I'm going to work to find out some more news on some people that are absent though. And, and I feel like there have been, you know, quite a few people. Cause I see people saying Isla and Alba, well, yeah, but they've been at the tapings. Like, Fightful Select has reported them at the tapings every single Friday, just up until this week where Mishin just decided, I'm tired of fighting them on dark matches, so I need to attack somebody else. Uh, they, they, 
cowardly yeah, they, of her as usual, right? It, it had basically been Mishin and whoever she could find that could stand her for eight minutes to team Jesus. team with her against Alba and Isla on <laughs> on the dark matches, but. And yeah, we had seen them in NXT before, too. It, that doesn't feel injury-y to me. They were around during Halloween Havoc time. We were more like, where are spooky Scottish witches in the Halloween lead-up, especially in that tag picture. So my head goes to maybe they're getting repackaged or something, <laughs> figuring something else out. But it, And it's- Sean, if you didn't know, I dig spooky witches. It's true. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> so I've just... Uh, there's something about spooky yeah. witches and, and Jade and all these big, powerful women Even- that just... Even in December, like even out of season. Yeah, man. <laughs> Just, if you want to dress them up in spooky uh, elf clothes, I'm, I'm happy to, man. <laughs> Let's do it. Mix them up. But no, they're, uh, we, I, I, I love them. They're amazing. We, we've they're, got great. A super, they're a great tag team. We've got a super chat that I actually have a little bit of info on, but it says, oh. uh, Jay Miller says, I bet Kate is a happy gal after Punk's promo tonight. Not the biggest Punk fan in the world, but the feuds are going to deliver. Support women. Uh, Punk again this week had no producer listed on his promo, which, you know, once or twice that's you not out of the ordinary, but it's definitely something that I'm monitoring on these live events reports that we get access to, and it's something that I'm going to keep my eye on. And this one was definitely a little more pointed and aggressive because I had people in WWE that had said, "Yeah, that first one scripted. We pretty well knew what he was going to say. We're not expecting any shots at the Young Bucks, but." Uh, pretty pointed stuff tonight, and then an immediate backstage interaction with Kevin Owens, who I think pretty pretty clearly was one of the guys that was not gung-ho about CM Punk coming in. If you look at a recent interview where he goes, I just want to have fun at work, and then he goes and just sweet-talks Randy Orton for two and a half minutes in the next interview question, and... He happens to be a good friend of the Young Bucks as well. So mm. I can give insight into what that Kate girl thought. And she thought this was much, 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 much better than Monday. He sounded like a person again. He sounded like himself. He didn't really say a whole heck of a lot from the perspective of what he's actually going to be doing next. But I don't think that was the intent of the promo. But we got plenty of time to talk about that down the road. Well, we do have some more uh, super chats. Rock hard. Joel Wood says any news on how Punk <laughs> and KO interacted backstage. I will be finding that out. That is going to be something that I dig into. But Kevin Owens is a professional. He does not cause any problems. And CM Punk. I mean, honestly, I mean, he made light of the fact that he does do that stuff. I mean, you can't undo that. Those are real things that he did and happened. But I said this on, I think it was the, the Q&A show today. What we've seen out of CM Punk so far and the lack of reaction, so to speak, from the roster is a best case scenario for Mm -hmm. WWE. Mm -hmm. Nobody asked for their releases. Nobody raised a big stink that I know of. There are plenty of people that have told me, don't like the guy, don't like the guy. But you know Mm -hmm. what? You're not always going to like the people that you work with. That's that's just the nature of that. Tell me about it. Oh, brother. But I had people asking... I had people asking about Seth Rollins. They're like, well, what does WWE think? It's like, what can they think about what he's saying in interviews? The very fact that he's saying fences can be mended very clearly isn't necessarily a work thing from Seth Rollins or else he'd be saying, no, these fences cannot be mended. Mm -hmm. That way he could work his angle. But the very fact that he's saying, you know what? They can be mended. And he brought up the Colt Cabana stuff. He brought up a lot of that. And 
I, you know, I don't know exactly where this happened because Seth Rollins has been like in the past. He said, you know, I would work with him, et cetera, et cetera. But also let's not forget that once upon a time, CM Punk did an interview and said, I'll go to PWG and wrestle the young bucks if I want to. So <laughs> things change. People change. KE775 says, do you think Punk is at deadline tomorrow? Corey Brennan is actually checking on that. But I think it would make sense, guys, if he is there. Because I actually love what Punk did in putting over the one guy who publicly put him over from WWE in recent months. And that's Shawn Michaels. Because Shawn Michaels says, I would love CM Punk to be back. Uh, so I think it was kind of cool that he name dropped him tonight. Also, shout out to Shawn Michaels for saying that Punk left on his own terms. <laughs> yes. Adorable. Adorable. Uh, this is a really good question. Will saying, SRS, how much money we need to put in so you will fight Mia Yim? I don't, I mean, very encouraged by the Punk promo today, but this is the real question that I want the answer to. So uh, I don't want to make my thing guy that wrestles women. I've wrestled one woman ever outside of Denise throwing me over the top rope. But Mia Yim has a contract. So that's not going to happen. That isn't going to happen. You but, wouldn't uh, sign with WWE, even though we're on both companies' payrolls anyway. That's so Oh, weird. shoot. I'll, I'll say this. That. I'll say this sincerely. The amount of money WWE would have to give me or any wrestling company to sign with them to leave Fightful is so ridiculous that they would never consider it. That's how much I enjoy working at Fightful. I got this check right here. <laughs> that's right. Came in, came in. To Alex from Tony Khan um, and Triple H, depending and on what Khan. week it was. It's yeah. a Connie Khan. That's it. Yeah, they're in business together. That yeah. <laughs> robot thing. Hi, best post show, Sean. Awesome match. Love to see the support there. Hi, Sean. Awesome match with Shaza. Please ask Bobby to get Kate a suit. Please, Bobby Lashley, send me a suit. I will run this into the ground as I already have. Do you think there's any chance we get Seth and Becky versus CM Punk and AJ Lee? Oh. Love you all. Now that sounds like a whole mess of fun, but Seth and Becky are also in a contract year. Uh, let's answer this question, but do you have any thoughts or any indications on whether they would jump ship to AEW? So I will say this, nothing reputable has been reported about Seth yet as I discover on the back end of a show I'm not producing that you can unstar super chats uh, <laughs> I did not know that was a thing until right now as I watch <laughs> you doing this live uh, but I mean to be honest with you if they if the money's right and the creative's right possibly because I I think they could get a really really great offer from AEW if I were AEW I would prioritize those two Sure. I would certainly, I would allocate $10 million for the two of them is what I would do. I would I allocate was, $10 million in two buses. This came up in my brain because uh, the them backing off of Mercedes made me wonder if they are potentially trying to reallocate some budget to them and them now having a family, right? Having a baby in the picture. Maybe they want a, a different workload as far as travel schedule goes. Becky's yeah. accomplished about everything you can in WWE. I'd argue yeah. Seth has done the same. So I think they're going to get paid wherever they go, but 
that kind of popped up to my head. Ian Riccoboni, not really Ian Riccoboni. That's just what we call him around here. So that's why I am sending this from Rampage. Well, we hope you're having fun Let's at go. Rampage. What a little backstage nice. news from that. Uh, 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 an official in AEW couldn't imagine who told <laughs> Righteous Reg and Phil Lindsay that Brian Danielson, Daniel Garcia tonight is real mother effing graps. That was on FightfulSelect.com today. As was more detail about Brian Danielson finding people. Now, it is so funny because I had people on the Q&A say, well, how mad are people backstage? Not at all. It's his job. They're not mad about it. They're, they're not mad whatsoever. You can't be mad at Brian Danielson. But I got to say, it is hilarious to see that now Brian Danielson has to actually log into his own Twitter that was definitely Brie. You can't convince me yes. otherwise. I don't have that on any authority, but I'm oh, sure you well, were referring to Jerry Lynn when you were talking about that official. Uh, <laughs> I can tell you, I know that his manager had access to his Twitter because I hit him up for an interview for WrestleCade and I got his manager and we were like, yeah, maybe we'll do this interview. And I, unfortunately he couldn't do WrestleCade, but now he's saying watch Rampage tonight or I'm finding all of you. And I find that, hilarious that he is you know, embracing the situation to throw something out there for you too as well i i worked in i was a mail carrier right after the marine corps i thought hey it it pays and my years roll over right it's union mm -hmm. that's how unions work your people that are working with you get a you, rep you get a rep that goes up against management and whatever else happens inside that place some of the decisions you're not going to like that your rep makes but some they, he's there to help you you know what I'm saying? So it's like it, people who don't understand that online, um, when, when you put out that article, it's just, you know, nonsense. And it's important because they don't have a union or a players Correct. association. I remember right. my, when my wife was a nurse aide at, at a nursing home and they weren't union, they weren't associated, anything like that. And they would be told, oh, nurse aides are a dime a dozen. Then they would be told somebody called in, you're working a 16 hour shift. Right. They didn't have a rep to go and say, you know what? It's not safe for us. It's not safe for the residents to be working this period. AEW does at least have that rep. And there are a whole lot of people that say wrestlers shouldn't be involved in XXX. I, I agree in some senses, but it is also important to have somebody that is in the trenches yes. uh, sort of doing that. And uh, Brian Danielson is, a very, as one person told me, an appropriate moral compass Love within that. the company to do that so now uh, normally i would agree with you but we also have to think about the clams and we all know brian danielson is the biggest clam digger in the whole true. wide world whoa what is happening <laughs> nigel mcginnis is what's happening I know, but i know <laughs> we get a a wonderful chat from orion ben who says i tried mirror alex with the spooky witches for the troops but they, they unfortunately know, weren't on this episode sorry hi kate congrats on not getting fined yes uh with the danielson tweet i tweeted the I'm just here so I don't get fined, Marshall Lynch, Kim. But SRS, good showing with Alex, Frank, and Reg. That was fun. Yeah, we did promo wars on Denise Salcedo's channel. And Beautiful. I'm just saying, Alex, Queen of the Ring, only won because she got a, a sex phone gimmick. My promo was better. But uh, you beat, I think you beat I beat Alex, which transitive property means that I'm better than you. Uh, <laughs> and you know it. 
Tata Shiori, I hope I said that right. So what do you think of the Endeavor streaming signing up TNA? Now, this is an interesting one, too, and I'm glad that Sean's here to talk about it because I don't really have insight to this. I imagine this would be something that's good for you and Jimmy to talk about on the hump as well. Yeah, I'm gathering some more information on this, but uh, it, it I mean, it it's not a confusion of the name. Endeavor Media, like they, they do run this. This is, is their operation. I'm going to find out a little bit more about this because uh, – it is interesting, but this is something that I brought up numerous times. On the investor call for TKO, they recently noted, well, you know, we've got ESPN that airs PFL and UFC, and we are completely fine with them doing that. So whatever makes them money is what they want right. to do. Yes. And listen, if maybe one day down the line they can say, you know what, we'd really like that library. Can we work out a deal? There are a few video libraries on the market that would be more valuable than a TNA video library at this point. 20 plus years. Contrary to what their Pluto channel would let you know when they just play the same shit over and over every day. But their social media channels will let you know in a hurry. Unreal! Derek Kidney is insane! I mean, the catalogs must be so chopped up. I say... Good luck in their future endeavor. A couple more chats back to back. Sean, do you trash. know? I know. I know. And I love it. But it's making us money. So quit, quit your white it over there. But some back to back questions. Uh, do you know what's up with the Andrade stuff and any news on AOP? Let's get those knocked out together. Last I heard his deal with AEW was supposed to go into uh, into 2024, like the summer. And I think that he had some time added to it. But listen, if you're talking about a guy who's been in multiple fights backstage as well, I could see them being like, all right, you don't like it here? Hit the bricks. Um, They don't use him in a manner in which they necessarily need to keep him. Uh, If I were, and you know, I had seen the thing that, that Lucha blog had posted about, I think CMLL. I could see them being like, you know what? We play nice with CMLL. If you want to go there anywhere, but WWE, that's fine. One of the things, like when people were giving me flack about, conditional release of a certain talent last year basically what i was told was yeah you can go home you can get your mental health care we'll we'll pay for it we'll pay for you to be at home and then we won't pick up your option years but we ain't letting you go to wwe like we're not just gonna let you stroll through that door but you can go do indies you can sit at home etc etc get get well anything you need i don't know if it could be something like that that's speculation so if you are uh, a Twitter account looking to get engagement. Don't aggregate that. It's me speculating, but right. Yeah, but I, I do want to say this. Um, a video was posted from a fan on Threads, and um, uh, Charlotte looks bad. Like she's just like trying yeah. to catch her breath, and she got she looks, carried out. That sucks. Yeah, that she sucks. Looks, She does not look good at all as she's sitting there. It's a tough hope, one. hope all is well. Couple more chats, guys. Feel free to keep those coming. We like talking SmackDown, but we like answering your questions here as well when Sean's around. So, what's up with the Carrying Cross lack of push? Now, we did see Carrying Cross come back tonight. He looked like he was in more traditional wrestling gear. Scarlett looks like she was in a very um, attractive outfit, but looked like they were more operating in the same universe. Kind of weird that they came back to a loss here. We do know that. AJ was nixed from tonight. It sounds like they kind of could pick that up where they left off, but kind of odd to bring him back to a loss, but he he never really has had his footing under him. I wonder if they're just trying to establish him before they get to that push. 
Quite possibly. I don't think that Karrion Cross really knew what what even he was doing a week or two ago. I mean, I know that they had pitched something where he was going to appear on screen with Shotzi and uh, Scarlet, but it got scrapped really early in the day. I wish I knew. Um, I do think that maybe like so his presentation is so much better as a one as he and Scarlet. But I also think that if he were in a tag team, it'd be like almost like the Waller theory thing where separately I was like, all right. But as a tag team, I'm like, okay, I really like these guys. I just don't know who that person would be. Maybe Corbin down the line could be a nice fit with him, especially considering they have they both have actual uh, grappling shoot backgrounds sure, as well. Yeah. But I don't think he even knew. Um, I thought maybe the Mia Yim stuff with all the, the main event matches was leading to carrying Cross, Scarlet, and our spooky Scottish witches, Isla Dawn and Alba Fire, against um this kind of reformed bullet club click deal that we have over there but it doesn't seem like that's where it went so my guess is they're just trying to get him cemented into something that clicks in before they are pushing him when do you think punk wrestles is something that we got asked here by ke775 if it's not the royal rumble like i mean i'm gonna look at the upcoming because dude's going to raw i would imagine like why would they have him show up on raw Pulaski was like, not. if he doesn't, he should get. They should fire Adam Pierce and Kayfabe because he lost Randy yeah. Orton and CM Punk in back. What a back. like, what a dick <laughs> he would be. Oh, be so rude. <laughs> he showed up on Raw and he said, I'm going wrong. "And I've made my decision. You can see me tomorrow <laughs> night on SmackDown." <laughs> yeah, no, he'll be like, "I'm joining NXT." Oh uh, God! But like, as I as I like. WWE doesn't need help selling tickets to Raw. Is the thing, dude? Like, it's they, crazy. They're doing really, really good with ticket sales, but I could see them the first Monday that doesn't have Monday night football in January, them being like, all right, you want to watch CM Punk wrestle? Don't forget we got this show on Monday nights called WWE Raw. Why don't you tune in? That's what that's what I'd do if I were them. Andrade chooses money or Charlotte. I think money oh. and Charlotte are in the same pay- yeah, place. Pretty much. Yeah, pretty <laughs> But she's getting paid. Rockhard Joel Wood saying long shot, but do you think Endeavor streaming thing with TNA could lead to something with TNA and WWE in the future? Now, they don't tend to acknowledge their own universe with NXT even yeah. that much. They are getting much, yeah. much better as Triple H has retaken mm-hmm. over here, but they kind of try to keep those worlds separate from what I remember, even when they had, um, you know, indies that were under their affiliation or, or anything like that. Any thoughts on that? I think it's possible, but I think it's highly unlikely, highly unlikely. WWE likes to do their own thing. Um, I mean, even them bringing Mickey James over while she wasn't under contract. I know that a lot of people made a big deal out of that. She was a free agent. She can do whatever she wants, right. but they had the belt there of which Vince tried to get her to, t- to not take to the ring, by the way. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think that we're going to see really anything emerge from that. I don't. So we do have one kind of sadder news to, to close out the chats that we've gotten with here, which was a, a humper chat that came in that says, won't be able to join live, but some sad news to share. Shotzi's sister, Shawnee's liver cancer came back. When we shared her GoFundMe in the summer, y'all really showed up. So I'm hoping we can do that again. Thanks in advance. I will post that in the comments. And yeah, uh, Luis, if you can pin that comment, that would be awesome. So that it's at the the top of this stream. But 
obviously our thoughts go out to Shotzi and her, her family. We hope that um, just healing thoughts go their way. And uh, if you guys are able to contribute to that GoFundMe, please, please, please do so. We would really appreciate it. For sure. If uh, if Shotzi's family is anything like she is, I can tell you she is just a wonderfully sweet woman. Nothing but positive interactions with her. Um, so I'm, I mean, and the fact that she did what she did to, you know, help make her sister more comfortable, I thought was was really, really, really nice, and uh, it says a lot about her. But yeah, please support that if you guys can. You know that any cause like that, we we are happy to promote. So uh, if you ever see anything like that. Uh, just send it our way and what we'll do our best to get the word out guys. Absolutely. Well, Sean, I think that's all the chats that we have. Um, well, we've got a lot going on this weekend. We've got deadline post show for you tomorrow. We've got the collision post show for you. We've got impacts final resolution for you. So much happening this Damn. weekend. Stay Bunch tuned of stuff to- for me to not pay attention to. Yeah. A wow. ton of stuff for you to ignore while well, we are out here. Hey, for the love of the game, Sean. Okay. Final resolution is the final date on Deanna Perrazzo's impact contract. Interesting. Might I find out some updates on FightfulSelect.com? Should you get any? I don't know. Maybe subscribe. You might. Uh, also, something I want to promote ahead of time. Next Sunday, uh, not this upcoming Sunday, next Sunday, December 17th at 8 p.m. Eastern, we're doing the Fightful Holiday Stream, which has yes. no format, no plan. <laughs> but... Uh, all of the the super chats and humper chats go directly to our staff as as a Christmas bonus. I don't keep any of that. Jimmy doesn't keep any of that. Uh, the the numerous staff that we have uh, will will all get that, and uh, they are all welcome to join throughout the evening. Uh, we have talked Denise into singing Christmas songs in the past. Um, Alex uncharacteristically, you know. Th- thematic for the holidays on those like <laughs> guy wrapped in christmas lights yeah, yeah. we've seen him He's yeah just a walking uh, christmas tree the christmas stream is something my mom tuned into she was very confused as to why you were talking about denise taking big fat s words and uh got a huge crush on will washington that day and she's, oh, never, really? she's never recovered <laughs> so I, I, I'm sure that you guys will remember this. Um, I, I've told you about the the notes app that I have where I just put insane ideas in there. Correct, yes. I also had skit ideas mm. because I wanted to do Welcome to Fightful vignettes like the This is Sports Center vignettes where it's like around the office. And one of them I found, because st- I'm still going to do them, but I can't do this one anymore. I had the idea from Rush Hour 1 where the little girl is in the limo ta- uh, singing Mariah Carey fantasy while the two drivers are up front. I wanted that to be Will Washington in the back of the vehicle <laughs> while me and Denise were up front. And we don't get to do that. We won't ever get to do that. So that's uh, very unfortunate. But uh, guys, thanks for letting me stop by. I always enjoy uh, derailing your show. The drop to hold God. Listen. I said this to to Matt Cardona, and I'll say this to everybody else. You have never had your toe drop nor held the likes of which I am capable of. And I'm just saying, I'm just saying, we did a full podcast. Uh, The Fightful Tells All series continues with myself and Shaza last night. A former WrestleMania main eventer reached out to me and said, that was a good goddamn drop toe hold. I was like, oh, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. It warmed her heart. 
Before you go, I though, I didn't know people got paid here. I'm just kidding. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> Good stuff always when Sean joins. Thank you so much for all of the support. We are going to get into our regular rhythm now that Sean has finally left. Now, I did want to try and keep an eye on that Danielson and Garcia match because it's real effing graps, as we were told. So I am going to play this stream. Uh, I'm going to mute this stream more importantly, but we are going to get into SmackDown. Thank you so much for your support tonight. We had so much of it up front while Sean was here. Uh, so let's dive in. Now, we do start with a match that, to be honest... I really feel like either time that we've seen this has gotten out of the gear that I was expecting it to. It was Santos Escobar versus Dragon Lee. Now, there's nothing wrong with this match by any means, but it was something that I had very high expectations of. Uh, Dominic was out there. I was very relieved he didn't interfere. Just feels yeah. like on the pay-per-view and where we saw it here, didn't get the chance to pop off in the way that I was hoping it to, but you have Santos Escobar winning with the Phantom Driver, which is absolutely the right call. Dominic enters the ring here, standing tall over Lee. They're going to have a match at deadline tomorrow. Kind of feels like Dragon Lee is stalled out, and I, I feel like maybe that's in part due to the Rey Mysterio injury, but I'm wondering if Dominic loses tomorrow and they strap Santos up to give him a little extra life in this angle. If not, I'm sure Santos comes and costs him, but Santos going over on this. Now, both are fantastic wrestlers, and both of them looked great in this. Just never seemed to, like, get to the level that I was expecting it to um, not because anything was wrong with it. Maybe I just felt like it, it needed more time or something because they're both fantastic. Very, very well could be that my expectations were super high because they're so fantastic, but this is what we opened the show with. We also have JBL on commentary. Who's there. Cause he pioneered tribute of the troops a little bit. Nice nod to that. Um, what were your thoughts on our opening match here? Latinos, Latinos, Latinos. That's Hot way to taking a, a page right out of Eric Bischoff's book from the early 90s. You put these hot wrestlers up front to warm up your crowd and get them all hot and bothered. <laughs> and it sometimes works and sometimes it's just medium heat. Um, you're right. I don't know for whatever reason it's not hitting that extra oomph level. Um, there was some crazy spots that I thought that were really well done. Um, and again, I, I praise whatever Triple H is doing with the guys and letting them go out there and be who they are. Santos looks incredible. He looks like a freaking G. The long hair, the crop top shirt, like he just he looks and feels like a like a bad guy. You know, it's he reminds me a lot of of uh, Scott Hall. I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, uh, no, no, Scott no. Hall. Scott Hall would come out with the long hair, the crop top, and that like attitude that Santos is coming out to, you know? Um, Have you guys seen Chuck Norris lately? He's still kicking butt, staying active well into his 80s. What's even more shocking is he looks more jacked than ever and seems to have more energy than guys half his age. And it's all thanks to Morning Kick, a revolutionary new daily drink from Roundhouse Provisions that combines ultra-potent greens, like spirulina and kale with probiotics, prebiotics, collagen, and even ashwagandha. Just mix it with water, stir, and enjoy. Unlike the other green drinks out there, this one tastes exactly like strawberry lemonade, has hundreds of five-star reviews. I love the taste of this. I love the way that I feel after drinking it. I've never felt better. My digestion is smoother. Body looks leaner. I have energy all day. I just feel younger. And the flavor is so much better than other green drinks. 
Go to roundhouseprovisions.com slash Fightful for up to 44% off your regular priced order. Every purchase is packed with a 90-day money-back guarantee. So if you want to experience smoother digestion, boost of energy, and overall a healthier body, go to roundhouseprovisions.com slash Fightful today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Dragon Lee to me has just been a little bit uh, cooled down. Like, yeah. And I guess because I'm used to the Dragon Lee that I've watched in the past. So this Dragon Lee to me just kind of seems a little tame for whatever reason, safety, whatever. I don't know what it is, but um, yeah. And again, whatever they're planning to do with Santos, I'm hoping that is going to be big. And I hope that they don't do the old stop and start again with him. Yeah, my my guess is that we are derailed from Ray having surgery and hopefully they'll figure out a way to reroute him soon. Now, unfortunately, the reason we're getting this match in NXT tomorrow is because uh, Wes Lee is unfortunately injured. So that set up this Dragon Lee-Dominic Mysterio thing. I think he could really, really, really use the win. He's already lost to Dominic twice. I don't know why you would bury him against Dominic otherwise. So hopefully that is the case. Um Guys, thanks for for getting us going with your super chats early. Feel so out of rhythm because I didn't even get to do my like. Get in your super chats. Get in your humper chats. Subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. Opening. I didn't even get to say that wrestling is for everyone and Fightful is for everyone. We just kind of dove right in here on SmackDown. But do please leave a thumbs up on this video if you would be so kind. It helps people find us in the algorithm as well. So we move along. That was one of your um, U.S. title contender tournament qualifiers as well. So you're going to have Santos Escobar moving on, which is great. Um, And then we get what I thought was a really fun little segment (laughs) Uh, kind of right away here. We have Nick Aldis backstage with Randy Orton as he walks in. Orton asks Aldis why Aldis would book his tag match for later. And he says he barely even knows who LA Knight is, which I liked that. He's alluding to the fact that uh, he's been injured during LA Knight's basically his entire rise and run, like post all mm-hmm. the maximum male model stuff. Like LA Knight, the white hot baby face is something that Randy Orton has never shared a locker room with. So I really, really liked that he put that button on it. And I'll just said all Orton needed to know was that both Orton and Knight want to fight the bloodline. And that should kind of be enough. Uh, Orton was fined in storyline last week. And Orton shows up to pay $100,000 of his $50,000. It kind of just casually goes, oh, no, no, that's for next time. When all this points out that he doubled what he paid. amazing. Which I thought was so much fun. And um, it's always nice to see a baby face who has some teeth like that, too. Like, that's just something I really, really appreciate. Um, So I thought that was a fun little segment. Do you have any thoughts on this? No, I, I like that. And when exactly that, I was ho- I was looking at the check in his hand. I'm like, what is that? And all of a sudden he's like, hey, this is you made this other. I'm like, OK, that's that's a pop moment right there. Good stuff, Randy. You're just setting yourself up to just beat the crap out of somebody again. Yeah, he's definitely going after Solo Sokoa again, I think. But 
some really, really fun um, stuff there. And I, I just love that Orton, he, he just always has this incredibly cool demeanor about him. And it's very fun when he, uh, like when those comedic beats hit with him, they're very, very funny because he doesn't really sure. deviate in volume or tone all that much. So when they hit, they hit really well. We move along. We're moving quickly in this little episode because we, we got some nice time and some nice work in, yeah. in these segments, which was good. So we can kind of fly through some of them. We get this Cody Rhodes promo now. We are on stream with Yvette. So thank you very much, Alex, for your service as we're here with our tributes to the Troop video package, which was very moving. I thought the tributes tonight were, were much more authentic. Like, this wasn't politician Cody coming out as much with the overkill and the talking about his dad. Like, this was a little bit more grounded, which was good because it was for something that's very sincere. They threw it to a beautiful uh, tribute package. They had the Army Drill Squad there doing an incredible an incredible thing that I would just, I would hit myself in the face with the rifle. And well, the drill team is pretty like freaking, amazing. freaking dope. The Marine They're Corps drill really team is cool. even better. I'm not, I'm not saying, you know, cause yeah. it's mm-hmm. army or whatever, but, mm-hmm. <laughs> but they did a, a really, really, really cool job. I could have used without 600 replays of the same country song, Dude, but yeah. um, the Lashley vignette right before his match, I thought was really nice. Like it, it just seemed a little bit more authentic and, more of a tribute rather than like a showboating showcase as, as sometimes it, it can feel. I appreciate that they always do it, but this just had a little bit more emotional appeal tonight. I felt like, but I'm just a white girl sitting at home, Alex, you've actually served. What were your thoughts on the uh, incorporations that we got with the tribute to the troops tonight? I, I made a comment before that, you know, it used to be like its own standalone show. They used to pre-tape it. And I think it was like on a Wednesday on holiday week. I don't know if you guys remember that far back. Uh, WWE used to have like a whole week dedicated mm-hmm. to um, the holidays. I thought it was done well. I, I like the live aspect of it. I like that, you know, they had the crowd filled with a lot of uh, the cadets and Army, Navy, Marine Corps, everyone in there. You know, so it was it was it was nice. Um, I'm not very familiar with the uh the two singers um that did the national anthem but they did an incredible job and one thing and it's not even a complaint i'm just like it's funny that they always use country music (laughs) 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 always 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 without without a doubt they always use country music for these for the vignettes the videos and everything that has to do with murica on uh on wwe which is fine with me but you know like i like a little change in pace sometime sure sure i don't blame you um, I was just not even that it's always country music, but that it's always over and over and over again. Like is the same song starting from the same it spot is. every time. Yeah, I was like, yeah. we could just like pick up somewhere else. In the I song. like the the vignettes of them. You know, I remember being in and seeing WWE come in for the very first time 21 years ago. You know, to uh, to Iraq and stuff like that. So it was it was pretty surreal and pretty crazy to kind of see um, those pictures that they had up because I remembered those things vividly at that time. Um, and sure. WWE being the one thing that kind of kept you away. And I remember even back then thinking, damn, WCW has gone. What are we going to do? And just kind of seeing, you know, um, that was a big WW, WCW mark. So kind of like seeing WWE come out there and do their thing. It was pretty fun. But um, yeah, I, 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 no complaints. I think it was tastefully, tastefully done. Today. I think so too. I think so too. Will saying that when Randy said that's for next time, it reminded me of my older brother who would tell me he's getting his back. 
but didn't want to tell me when. That is kind of what that feeling was yeah, like. I, much. I liked that it was uh, to an authority figure. Guys, I really wanted to do the Rampage watch-along aspect with this, but I don't think I'm going to be able to do both with us getting such a late start. And I don't want to test my internet. You guys have seen what that I has I was going to ask like. you that. Oh, did you upgrade? Because you're really like, you were on. I was like, let's go. Um, I am at a spot in my apartment that agrees with my internet more than it doesn't. Nice. So I am not moving literally anything ever again until that gets straightened out, which hopefully someday it will. Now we move on to the only thing that kind of confused me about the night, which was Karrion Cross versus Bobby Lashley. Now the right guy won with Bobby Lashley, but I have a couple of questions and surprisingly, none of them have to do with me getting a suit. Now, I'm hoping the fact that he was just in ring gear wrestling tonight means he's like, hey, I got you. The suit is on its way. I don't even have to be wearing one on screen. Mm. I can only assume that that's what that would mean. But a couple of things that were a little off about this felt like Bobby Lashley was working face here with no explanation or character change. Kind of odd because Cross isn't a face. And maybe it was just because Lashley was so over. But this just felt weird to me. We do get Cross coming out with Scarlet. Scarlet uh, is not ugly, respectfully. She's a gorgeous, gorgeous woman. She is not in kind of her uh, intergalactic wardrobe. She's not in like her spooky hot witch getup. She's in a more normal outfit, as is Karrion Cross. But they're still doing the black and white thing. They still have the old theme. So I'm a little confused about what the presentation is for them. Sure. Decent enough match. Bobby Lashley particularly looks great in this, but it was it was just kind of funny that he was seemingly working face here. Uh, Lashley running at Cross, but Cross getting a knee up, which I liked. Um, but even so, Bobby Lashley coming right back, slamming Cross before hitting a nasty looking spear. Only thing I didn't love about this was like Cross got the knees up and had it scouted the first time, but not the second time when Lashley was already compromised is kind of odd, but I'll say what I am looking forward to, and that's Bobby Lashley and Santos Escobar in the next round of this tournament. That should be a whole lot of fun, but this was just actually fine in the ring. I think one of Cross's better matches in the ring, but creatively just was a little confusing for me, Alex. What what were your thoughts? Yeah, I, I was wondering why King Cross was out there um, facing Bobby. I, I, I didn't I didn't know what where they were going with this. Um, in my mind, I already knew that Bobby Lashley was going to win. I don't think, especially uh, being a vet, he wasn't going to lose in front of that crowd. Um, and th that kind of was a dead giveaway when I saw that he was going to be on the card um, sure. tonight to face uh, poor Killer Cross, Karen Cross, whatever you want to call him, Spooky Cross, BDSM Cross. Uh, <laughs> he has many names. Um, he I'm trying to figure out where he fits best. Um, Karen Cross, to me, does not fit pretty much anywhere right now there. None of the stories are really like based anything that he can get himself into. Um, he seems like an outlier, someone who's just around and, and just trying to figure things out. So it sucks because he's such a presence. And I wish he was like just murder hawking people. <laughs> you know? Sure, sure. Um, I think what's tricky is we don't really have anybody that feels like a good counter to him because i just no. don't know what world he's in like today he was back in more traditional gear and scarlet was in a more traditional outfit but they were still in black and white with 
that music. So I, I just, I'm not sure where he fits in because I don't know what they're trying to tell us he is right now. Right. But that might be a yet. He just came back. I don't need to see him with AJ Styles again. If no. that's the direction they were going. Like that was already run into the ground enough. Um, I'm, I'm a little confused, but the times I saw carrying cross on the Indies, he was great. And he was just like a, a machine and he just I'd came say- out like a, a, a badass motorcyclist. And that was it. Yeah. Like, I'd say ship him back down to uh, let him do some stuff at NXT then. Just beat up some people, kind of rebuild that confidence, rebuild that character a little bit, you know? They've done it with everyone else. Everyone else is going down there and doing things, you know? A little carrying cross, just kind of just like, you know there's people that are going to come up. So sure. when I have a veteran down there, you know, kind of doing, uh, which kind of sucks because then you start thinking about the fact that they brought him back. Right. Um, you know, and we know his story of what he was planning to do. It's public. He was going to start something with Freddie and his federation. And, you know, he called Freddie and Freddie was like, go make your money. You know, yeah. go be a champ. Go be a champ. Go, like, go do your thing. And unfortunately, the bag has made sense. But uh, if, I mean, if you're going to complain about making a bag and not doing anything, <laughs> it sucks to be you. But I mean, like we as fans want to see him out there and i'm pretty sure he himself you know he would like to be out there actors have all that right sure, yeah and i think in front of television just even the the clarity around what he's doing there is is odd like the the presentation seems mixed and to come back to lose to bobby lashley feels like yeah. an odd call but broadway joe saying seems like bobby is having his own little la night moment where the crowd is turning him into the face cross should go back to his impact roots hired gun Hired gun might be fun. Like him almost in the role that Bronson Reed was initially yes. could be something that's really, really cool. Like mercenary cross Bobby Lashley having served, I think was, was probably part of the reason he was so over tonight, which is awesome. Um, but he was also very over in Brooklyn too, which was why I was like, are we getting something consistent here? But probably knew he was going to be over in front of this crowd. And that's probably why the street profits weren't with him at the same time. So Correct, I, right. I like both, but like, Give me heel Bobby Lashley because yeah, just also it. kind of keeping people outside of the um of interfering in this tournament would be a great thing. Um, kind of keep it you know a little bit pure, you know, just let sure. it be f- done in the ring. I know we had Dominic come in and be ringside, but he didn't do anything, which was great. Yeah, you know, refreshing. Like, yeah, yeah. So it was cool to kind of see the Street Profits not even be there until the very end. So it was cool. Good stuff. Good stuff. Guys, get in your super chats and your humper chats as we move along here. We do have a little AEW Rampage recap for you tonight. Um, The international title was Orange Cassidy versus Angelico. Now, this was great to see because this is something that got set up on Ring of Honor and carried over to Rampage and made sense, which is refreshing if you've been watching Ring of Honor every week and it's a program that's made mostly no sense. Very cool to see. Very cool to see Angelico getting reps. And by the way, his name's Angelico. And he is the one who said it like that. So I can stop trying to sound you, yeah, like no, I'm not said, white. Yeah. I don't have to no. say Angelico. Angelico. <laughs> Let me, I'll be the voice for you. Angelico. But he said his name was Angelico. So I well, feel good. And I, say I, I say it different than you. I say Angelico. You know, like. 
Angelica. I do opposite of what oh you're trying God. to do with Spanish. Angelica. Angelica. <laughs> we had Abaddon defeating Trisha Dora. Nice to yes. see the incredible Trisha Dora. No bigs. I have an interview with her up on Facebook.com. Oh. Uh, she... You're on fire, girl. You know what I'm saying? Somebody yeah, give me some water you. to put you out. Hold on. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, Abaddon defeating Trisha Dora. Nice victory for them. Love to see that. Uh, and Julia confronting Abaddon and teasing that CBS title bout. I am still in the Alex Pulaski camp of that uh, Julia should absorb Abaddon into a House of Hearts stable. Uh, video package from Mercedes Martinez and Willow, which is awesome to see. Hobbs and Takeshita defeat Daniels and Seidel, which is probably a match that is superfluous but fun. Uh, top action accepted Penta's one, two, three challenge for a future date. Well, okay. And Danielson defeating Garcia in what was a fan effing tastic match. Luis yeah. says, uh, I have heard from people within the industry that have said out of all the great Daniel Garcia matches that we've seen, this is the best one of his career. So please, please, please seek it out because great art. Absolutely freaking. I, I don't cool. know what's going on with with. Uh, listen, I'm not a marketer. I don't. I I don't work for any company. I don't know what's going on with with you know people showing up at these events or whatever. But damn, they are putting on some good television and some really good things. Like they're trying to find themselves, which is great. You know. I love this tech tastic look. For the techers, if there's Continental Classic Tournament is for anyone, it's for fans of technical wrestling, okay? Absolutely love to see that, but I do feel like it's been such a great shot in the arm for the product. Like, it desperately needed something like this. It feels really good to have stuff to tune in that's consequential in every program, and you know it ahead of time. I absolutely, absolutely love that. Um, And it's just been world-class, high work rate matches, Banger after banger. You love to see it. It's really refreshing, and it feels like the roots that AEW was founded on. Totally. It's created some really, really, really interesting character arcs and stories coming out of it. Like, I even look at something as inconsequential as Roosh and Mox, and I'm like, are we going to get an LFI versus Blackpool Combat Club feud? Because I want to see that. I look at Mark Briscoe having great matches, but losing out. And the only match that he has left is Jay Lethal, probably. Um, There's tons of ROH history in that, like between the two of them. So I feel like even the throwaways have been really high quality matches and could lead to something story-wise consequentially that's going to be really, really healthy. So for next week, we have an NXT wrestler to be named later. Please be Tyler Bate versus Grayson Waller. And we have Kevin Owens versus Austin Theory in the U.S. tourney title picture. Uh, plus, you got Roman Reigns coming back. So that is all good stuff there. Oh, now, wow. I do appreciate that they're rotating newsworthy stuff, right? You had Orton show up. You have Punk show up today. You're going to have Rain show up next week. There's a really healthy rotation. I would not be surprised if after that, the big thing is what happens with damage control and Bailey. Um, We do have a vignette here, or not a vignette, rather, a backstage where damage control is shown. Backstage and Asuka hesitantly gives Bailey a high five, and Bailey says she stayed in the back and wanted to know, and noted how Charlotte and Asuka is a WrestleMania rematch, and Dakota Kai steps in. 
and says they would accompany Asuka to the ring and Bailey stays back. So the dissension continuing, I feel like they're letting it burn at an appropriate pace. It feels like they would have rushed it if it happened at Survivor Series. Mm-hmm. They're going to drag it out if it goes to Royal Rumble. I don't think it is. I think they're really doing a great job with every beat of this story. Um, any thoughts on that? No, I, I agree with you. Um, let it let it slow burn. I like what, what's happening right now. I'm, I'm into it. I'm buying in. And I think that a lot of the, the problem with WWE, a lot of the stories just kind of just get rushed or dismissed or dragged out it's or one dragged, or the other yeah yeah, yeah. It's like nine um, million rematches for no reason yes, or, right the, the rematches yeah. and stuff like that but this this is an actual story so it reminds me a lot of what was happening with the bloodline it was less in-ring stuff and more of the cinematic stuff of what was happening you know like the dissension between the group and whatnot so i think like i want to see a little bit more of that and then yeah let let that big blow off happen because when it does you know especially if charlotte now is God forbid, injured for a while. You know, it could be very simple, just a sprain and she's back next week. But if she is, if she was in the mix to do something with Bailey, you know, um, now you're talking about how time yeah. to pivot. Yeah. yeah. That's a good point. That's a good point. Well, we get to what was kind of the big news of the evening. And boy, oh boy, did I need this from mm-hmm. who was my favorite wrestler, CM Punk. Mm-hmm. And he was out here making sure that nobody on this roster felt safe. But if you want to feel like your stream is safe, if you want to feel like all your devices that use your internet connections are safe, well, you can skip over the letters C-M-P-U-N-K and go right to N-O-R-D-V-P-N because we've got the deal of the century for you, okay? A Black Friday special, not really this is the same special we give all year round, but pounce on it anyway. Nord VPN, best VPN in the game. Huge, huge discount with the code Fightful. And Sean Rossap is here to tell you all about it. I'm traveling a lot. And when you travel, you got to protect your data. You got to protect your privacy online. NordVPN.com slash Fightful allows me to do that. Allows me to browse safely and securely. When you go to an airport, when you go to an arena, a restaurant, a hotel, you're usually connecting to that unsecured Wi-Fi which leaves you susceptible to having your data stolen, any any number of things taken from your private connection or what should be your private connection. NordVPN.com slash Fightful makes it a private connection with the fastest VPN in the world, a 30-day money-back guarantee, and a ton of other features in addition to that peace of mind that you get when you can browse safely and securely. And I'm talking all your devices. Surface Pro, laptop, desktop, PC, smart TV, router, phone, whatever you're taking with you, NordVPN.com slash Fightful will add extra layers of security to your digital life. You can get a password manager, a file encryption tool. Be safe. Be smart. NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Yes. That's up. NordVPN.com code Fightful. If you can't trust... The god of dropped toeholds. Who can you trust? Okay. <laughs> we are sincerely extremely proud of, of Sean and his match with uh, Shaza. What he didn't mention because he's a humble dude at the top of the broadcast that he has mentioned online is he also raised $6,500 for NAMI, a fantastic organization. Beautiful. Go check them out if you haven't. NAMI.org, N-A-M-I.org. Something that Sean has spoken openly about needing their resources, using their resources, friends using their resources. They're a fantastic organization. 
all for mental health. So in addition to saving the clams, make sure that you go to Nelly.org and support where you can. We'll say, Kate, your bratty white girl voice is too good. There's a reason for that. Uh, makes me think you made fun of those girls back in high school. Uh, so that part is wrong. I was very much the girl that got made fun of at school. No, I don't you know weren't. Uh, yeah, She's so I humble. Was. Hi. Yeah, no, I do wrestling podcasts. If you think that meta came from a really cool what childhood. Does, <laughs> what does that mean? Like, we're in 2028. Like, come on now. We're 2028. <laughs> it's a Ric Flair timeline. No, Getting your years no, confused over this there. This is but. normal stuff. Hey, how dare you? <laughs> Unlike Nikita Lyons, who's a rock star, but Tonks Black. Look, Nikita, the cringe. Yeah, it's it's not. I it's not my place to to speak on anything to do with um, appropriating black culture. But if it's making me uncomfortable as a white gal, I can't imagine. I can't imagine. Now, Will saying, I do love the canon of Dakota understanding Japanese because she wrestled in Japan and Bailey didn't. Yes. Um, some really, really nice touches with that. And I just like that. I know there's a lot of conversation about like people shouldn't be all grouped together just because of their ethnicity. Right. But <laughs> um, that's a badass stable, regardless of what ethnicity yes. they are. Like Asuka being like a powerful, forceful, striking, suplexing goddess. Io with her aerial moves that also hits really hard. Kyrie with her insane elbow. Like, that's just a great mix of different wrestlers to have in one stable. And Dakota being this pivot element is so interesting from a story standpoint because if they're too cruel to Bailey, I could see her flipping to Bailey's side and maybe their attack team. Or sure. she goes with them and maybe, I don't know, Sasha Banks shows back up. But we will see. Who's that? So much to talk about left. Guys, get in your super chats and your humper chats if you have anything that you want to talk about and leave a thumbs up on this video before we dive into the CM Punk promo. We are also going to remind you to subscribe to fightfulselect.com where we were, I think we slowed down now, but we had CM Punk updates like every day on there for you. <laughs> Nobody's been better, better to fightful business than that guy <laughs> for all reasons under the sun. CM Punk has helped us out a lot here at fightful select. So Head on over there and subscribe if you're interested. A lot more than that, though, the Brian Danielson news that Sean was alluding to earlier. 2024 is going to be an enormous contract year with some major names on the market, including Drew McIntyre, uh, Sheamus, Becky, and Seth. There's a whole lot of people uh, that could move Shake and Shimmy mm -hmm. from one side to the other, and it pendulum swings both ways, my friend. So an exciting time to be a wrestling fan and also of note, all in is coming up. Drew is Scottish. Becky is Irish. There are some people that might want that all in experience. So very, very cool as things continue to trickle down the road here, closing out the year. But meet Normus saying, sup, partners? May Gabagool be with you and with your spirit, meet Normus. We <laughs> always appreciate that. So let's dive into the CM Punk promo. I was very loud on my own channel, on social media, about how I thought it was really, 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 really dumb on Monday to have someone sit through three hours of raw say say as a casual fan that is watching because CM Punk came back to sure. sit through three hours of raw to hear five minutes of CM Punk speaking at the end of the episode and saying nothing mm -hmm. and there were people who agreed with me 
And there were people who were like, don't you see what's happening? He's going to become corporate punk. And this was the first step of that. And I was like, no, I think it was just a mediocre promo. And you're insinuating a lot off of one promo for the creative that's around the corner for this guy. Uh, That felt like a major, major reach. But I thought that was kind of a really, really, really bad idea because that does not make people want to stick around. Right. What we saw tonight was a lot more of what CM Punk fans want to see. The guys and gals that stopped watching when he left and want to come back or weren't watching AEW and were always watching WWE or whatever got a lot more out of CM Punk tonight than they got last Monday. So that being said, he didn't say very much. (laughs) He said a lot, but he also didn't say very much. And what I mean by that is we were never going to get today. Um, an idea of like my next feud is with this guy and this is why, and here's the direction things are going right now for CM Punk. But what we Mm -hmm. did get was a really, really good, Hey, I'm putting the whole roster on notice promo. So I'm going to run it down real quick and then I'll get your thoughts, Alex. But I thought this was a much, much, much better promo overall. What were your thoughts just from like an overall perspective? Um, Like you mentioned, um, a lot of running around the bush with the words um, through it through a single jab, which kind of felt on deaf ears by the crowd. There was like no reaction, kind of maybe like three people in the front. I saw um, other than that, uh, I, I, it was better, but I'm going to let you um, break it down for for everyone. And, and then I think you want to drag it. And you said you wanted to break down, right? Yes. Yes. OK, so cool. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't want to take much time from you from that. Yeah, go ahead. No, you're all good. So I. Uh... I thought this was was much stronger. We start off with something that started to make me a little nervous because it felt like he was doing the Cena thing of like, oh, do you want me here on SmackDown? Yay! Do you want me there on Raw? Boo! Like, felt very, very Cena-y. And I was like, please do not continue to go this route. And then he says, y'all know the guy who says, what do you want to talk about? Well, I'm here to bring back Spicy CM Punk. I think he targeted me specifically. He was like, Kate, I know you didn't like my promo last Monday. I'm bringing back spicy CM Punk for you. All right. And uh, you don't get to complain on the internet anymore about <laughs> me because I'm your favorite wrestler. So <laughs> uh, I love this. Like, What do you guys want to talk about? No, it's more like, who do you guys want to talk about? And he sure. lays out what could be like five or six feuds, which I think would be great, but doesn't set up any specific one, which is good. Um, and kind of puts over all three brands in the process, which is fantastic. So you get him taking a nice shot at Roman Reigns saying some people around here are more like some people that aren't around here very much like Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. I liked that because he's a face, but he's not a cowardly face. And he should be going after the top guy in the company right away. This is CM right. Punk we're talking about. This is not a, an NXT call up. No offense to anybody from NXT. This is CM Punk the biggest mover and shaker on the market. He should be going for Roman Reigns first and immediately. And he makes the tribal chief connection, which is something that I thought of last week as well of Paul Heyman has managed Roman Reigns to the most successful title reign ever. Brock Lesnar to the second most successful title reign ever and CM Punk to the third most successful title reign ever. Don't forget Ryback. And Ryback to Ryback. And Curtis Axel to Curtis Axel. But the point being, 
there is the OG Tribal Chief CM Punk connection here, the OG Wise Man connection here. I love that he called that out because that's immediately a table setter. And I, I loved that. I love that he calls him out because CM Punk was a defending champion in his 435-day reign or whatever it was uh, over and over and over again. Brock's reign was not that. Right. Roman Reigns' reign is not that. I'm not saying every reign has to look like that, but if you're CM Punk and you're coming back in here, his legacy is like, hey, remember when I was mentally, emotionally, and physically broken and I was still defending my title all the time? That's a great place to come back in. So I loved that. He also references the rest of the bloodline and he's like, this guy's got like a million cousins and there are all these Samoans coming after people. <laughs> I got to dug that too because there are people, Jacob Fatu, Lance and Noai, like... Um, that we we haven't even seen in WWE, but they still exist in wrestling, which is a pretty cool nod to really his legacy. Um, he references his past with Randy Orton and that mm -hmm. they got along enough on Monday. Randy gave him a big wave and a smile, right? But that they've got a history there too. If you remember back to forever ago, Randy Orton just took the title from CM Punk for no reason when he was World Heavyweight Champ on SmackDown the first time, pre-Pipe Bomb era. Um, so a, a really nice callback to that as well. Orton is someone that I would love to see once one of these two guys turns heel, them going yeah. after each other. He says he thinks that he can trust LA Knight. Um, and he kind of even did like LA Knight's yeah and let the crowd eat it up. That's just like veteran pro wrestler stuff. Letting sure. the crowd get their shit in. Um, loved, loved, loved that. He said he thinks Kevin Owens and him might be too much alike. And this is the line that people were divided on. I am still divided on it, but he <laughs> goes, I mean, it's 2023. You can't go randomly punching people in the face <laughs> backstage, which Kevin Owens is, of course, doing in kayfabe, as CM Punk very famously did in real life. <laughs> and I know people have split opinions on it, but kind of also can't have it both ways. I can't come on here and say your first promo back was a stinker. It was bland. It was boring. It was vanilla. Sure. It sucked. And then when you do something that's edgy, you may be like, no, that's too edgy. I don't like it because what he did was assault a coworker. And I know there's a lot of people that say like, oh, that happens all the time in wrestling. I don't think it should happen all the time in wrestling. I don't think Andrade should do it. I don't think any Kingston should scuffle with anybody. I don't think anybody should be doing that because you're adults and you're professionals. And I know it happens in sports all the time. Yep. I would argue in wrestling, it's actually more important because your opponent's supposed to trust you with their freaking life every time you step yeah. in the ring. So even if that is commonplace, I think that's bullshit that it's commonplace and the standard should change, not the behavior should swing the other way. Um, so let's let's actually pause there and we'll dive into the rest of them because I had the most controversial line and that already is calling out four people. That calls out Roman, that calls out Randy, that calls in LA Knight more than out LA Knight and, mm -hmm. and Kevin Owens. What were your thoughts on this first half? I thought it was fine. He's um, establishing who he is as a as a character and a person. He's establishing his um, his feuds as to like who he would like to step up to. You could already tell he's lining himself up to be in line with the top guys. You know, he's not there to you know like he was in in AEW where he he talked about the younger generation and what he wanted to do with it. Um, he's just there to work with the older dudes which is fine with me i thought it was okay like i i didn't i wasn't wowed by it i it was a normal promo to me like cool like this is what we were waiting 
we want to know what you're going to do and who you're talking about and what you want to, who you want to face, you know? I agree. And I think what's funny is this promo feels like the one that we should have gotten last month. Yes. Agreed. So that I don't mind because this is just, it's essentially the same idea happening on a Friday instead of a Monday. I still think this is him at, I was going to say three quarter strength, but because I'm me and I make childish jokes, I'll say 69% strength. (gasps) And she is frozen. I'm back. Am I back? And she is back. That's what's up. (laughs) Um, Back from your commercial break. To your point about him not saying he's there to work with the younger guys. I think it's because of the season we're headed into. Like, I think you might've heard younger guys' names in the mix. If we weren't heading into like Royal Rumble's not that far away all of a sudden. Right. And we're going into the main event season, which we're going to talk about in a second. But I think you might've heard some of those younger names in the mix. If we weren't headed into like, prime time prime season of course yeah, we're heading into and listen i'm i'm okay with that i'm okay who, who, who like if he wants to go after the you know like someone like solo sequoia whatever like i think that's cool too i mean we just saw john cena have some hell of, of matches with with solo like career making matches with solo so can cm punk do that hopefully sure. the difference between cena and him is that punk is very 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 injury prone um we saw him every single time in aew kind of like have a little tweak here and there so for God's sake, yeah, I, I hope that he just stays healthy. I do want to say this. The one line that gets me and riles me up and just really grinds my gears because I don't want to be I want to stay in the you, you got someone like corporate man punk who's PG rated now, you know, which is cool with me talking about home being home like, bro, three weeks ago, maybe four weeks ago, you were blasting them maybe a month ago. Like we got receipts. Like it just it doesn't sit well with me, guys. This is week number two where I still feel the same, and I still feel the sure. same cringe when he's talking like that. I come from a different era, okay? If you trash talk someone and you trash, 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 trash all day, and then you go right back to that place and you're like, "I'm home," and you're bootlicking, you know, there's a word it. for that. So, like, that's the only thing that got me from the whole promo. That did I rub some people around because I said I said I'm home. Uh, I'm proud to be well, home. I'm it's like, like oh, well, God, yeah, dude. yeah. No, I. That's how I felt last week, and I did feel that way at the top of this promo. But once he started getting into who he's actually going to fight, that's kind of where I was like, let's settle in. Like that that this middle part into the ending, I was I was in on. But I agree yeah. with you where that all reads really hollow because it wasn't that long ago. You, you're right. Yes I, I, I'm, I'm okay with mending fences and doing it, but like, dude, you, you literally, I have a video of you. <laughs> yeah, I've got in my phone. I've right? got several, right? Like, I've got plenty of, of, uh, there's plenty of receipts, and I think Seth Rollins is going to call them all out. Dave from the Pro Wrestling Podcast. If you guys want like the most fun watch along for SmackDown that you could possibly do. Join yes. this guy. He's got some really fun stuff going on. But he said 69. That's the funny number. It is. It's the funny sex number as opposed to. Whoa, you said the S word which on the, stream. I did. I'm going to church. Don't send the prawn bot after me. Uh, Tom LaValle saying Danielson digging up all the clams and mutilating cattle. The absolute nerve <laughs> of that guy. Look, I'm vegan. Okay. Be kind to animals. Brian Danielson. Can you believe this? Okay, let's dig into the second half of this because there's more to call out. He calls out JBL, which is really fun because they've had a history too, who is on commentary this whole night. Um, 
And then he gets into Seth Rollins, which I really liked this because this is the one I think people are salivating for the most. He says uh, that he's not even the man of his own household, which was good. And then he talks about the theme song. And I, this is what is good about punk. Like he just lets the crowd sing it. He is really, really good about letting moments like that breathe. And not everybody is. Some people like have the next line yeah. in their head and then they get tripped up by that. Like when it comes to the crowd connection piece of this, this is the part that CM Punk is great at. And he yeah. let the LA Knight thing happen. He let the Seth Rollins thing happen. Right now, Punk and Seth are both baby faces. So who knows how that's going to shake out, sure. right? Um, so I really, really liked that. But then Punk kind of says as we close out here that he's going to find out where he will sign on uh whether it'll be raw or smackdown on monday night and he even mm -hmm. teased nxt a little bit and with deadline tomorrow that's a little interesting will he pop up there we'll see but he says there's a lot of talk about finishing stories around here he is going to put pen to paper he's here to finish what he started and that is main eventing wrestlemania so he's calling out the wrestlemania main event whatever that's gonna look like I'm going to hit all three backstage interactions in a row here. Um, then he drops the mic and does like the home run thing, which that I actually thought was pretty lame. I'm not going to lie. Like don't pat yourself on the back for a promo. That's weird. Um, but, <laughs> but some good, some good stuff closing out that promo. I think we knew we're heading toward the WrestleMania main event, but I would love to hear the chat thoughts on this too. If you can super chat or humper chat about it. Who do you think Punk faces? Now, I, I think yeah. at WrestleMania, um, you know, it sounds like he's entering the Royal Rumble. We're going to talk about that in a second. But if Stone Cold is healthy, you got to do the dream match, right? I mean, that's you wanna the see that? thing. Do I? Yes. That is, that is as, a, as a CM Punk diehard fan, that is the one thing how, that when he left... How do you see that WWE, going with... I mean, Stone Cold, he's... Last time we saw him in the ring was a couple years ago, right? Yeah, he uh, took a bump on the freaking yeah. concrete. Like, right. So, what do you? What are your thoughts? You know, I think if they're if they're honestly healthy and can honestly put a good match together, do it. If you can only have asset, don't do it. Yeah. Because it's it's too. The expectations are there. There's going to be people that complain about it no matter what, and there's going to be people that love it no matter what. Almost like this is a very different thing. But like almost like Okada and Danielson, where it was like, I remember Danielson saying in the press or what I, I think it was my question. He was like, we could have taken a shit out there. People would have been cheering for it. Like sure. it was that it was happening that he was like, it almost didn't matter what happened next. Danielson obviously broke his arm in that match, poor guy. But there's going to be people who the expectations are so high, no matter what they do, it falls short. And then there's people that are just going to be so blown away by the moment. It doesn't matter. I say, if you can put an honest to God, good, very good effort a great effort forward go for it if you can't don't do it uh but royal rumble that's a title thing right like that's not a stone cold thing and it sounds like right. he's entering for that so um I, if you can i would say do the stone cold thing if it's possible um other than that man i feel like it's it's him and seth is the story to tell yeah, I don't know. It's just it's a little weird. I, I'd rather not see Stone Cold in the ring like that. Um, I it has to be like a straight up street fight. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean you could certainly do that. A Philly street fight. I mean all day. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, Matthew England saying, what was Punk saying three to four weeks ago? I missed it. I don't know. The last, I, I can't remember like the last shots that he took. I don't know if you remember them, but I remember him just more recently than not recently saying, <laughs> saying and he was, something. He was online kind of just kind of like, you know, posting things. Yeah, yeah. Posting things like you guys, you know, you, you can't talk out of both sides of your mouth. I'm sorry. That's just, unfortunately for a lot of people out there that might not agree with me. That's just the way I see things, you know, um, unless, you know, I don't know, whatever. If time were to pass by and he would be like, all right, cool. But that was really close. Well, that's, that's where I was frustrated with the like, I'm home. I've changed stuff. I'm like, OK, how have you changed? Tell us. Like, you know what I mean? You can't just kind of come out there. And- You're in bed with the dude that sent you your paperwork while you were at your wedding. Well, like, I think the excuse that takes, there, that take, I know that was nine years ago. Well, and it's Triple it, H's baby more now, right? Yeah. Like Vince yeah. So you're working, you're working under him, the same guy, and on top of that, uh, you still were talking trash. <laughs> like yeah. I don't know, man. I'm sorry, everyone. I'm just boy, oh boy. No, I rang Hollywood. when he said I'm home. I'm like, well, yeah, you got fired from the other one. Like this well, is yeah. <laughs> I'm home by default is is a weird thing. Yeah. Triple H is sledgehammer. Well, hello. It's an honor to have you here, to be honest. Saying, Kate, better siding, Punk or Clam Champ Nigel. Look, this is this is a tough one. You're talking two Ring of Honor legends. Better um for making money, probably punk. Better for the environment. Better for uh the endangered clams. Better for <laughs> mollusks everywhere. Better with raising awareness about the dangers of Brian Danielson, who's just going around finding anybody at whenever he feels like. Save the clams. Um, Some things I, you know what? I said it on Fightful Select. I'll say it here again. Some things are bigger than wrestling. The clams are one of them. Jesus Christ. So much as I I was. Amen to that. Let's drink some water. That's what's. (laughs) Let's drink some water. Much of a CM Punk gal as I've I've been, like it's just clams clams are more important than wrestling. So, so that moves us on from the CM Punk talk. Uh, Sans, if you guys have more super chats or humper chats that you want to get in about it, uh, let me just make sure that Michael I'm said I'm a cranky old man. Listening. You're right. I'm you yelling at the clouds every day. So am I, I to be honest. Corporate man, Punk. <laughs> Old man yells at cloud. That's pretty good. I'm not gonna lie. PG rated bastard. Um, uh, I do want to say thank you to everyone, real quick. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I've been talking at the same time. Thank you to everyone for being here tonight, and thank you for sending over your humper chats and your super yeah, chats yeah. and hanging out with us on, on another beautiful Friday night here towards the end of the year. Um, it's amazing that it's going to be almost three years that I've been here doing this with you, Kate. I love it. I hope that you don't fire me next week. I make no promises, but I, yeah, but, you know, at but, least. but I won't. All right, Ben, I can't remember if I said this punk is good business, kept all the possibilities in play. That's what the goal of the promo was like, let's keep all the possibilities on the table. And I think he accomplished that tonight. Um, some more rampage level <laughs> one LT photo saying, Rick Bonzo, Daddy Magic, and Tony on Rampage was exclamation points. Uh, Ian Riccoboni, I've said it over and over again, is the best commentator of that's currently going today, sure. particularly in the play-by-play role. And then, like, if you got to see anything that him and Nigel have done together, we'll fall off your chair laughing. Good we'll stuff. fall off your chair landing. Um, 
So we get a backstage segment kind of quickly after this where uh, Nick Aldis hands Punk a contract for SmackDown and Cody steps into the frame. We see, I'm going to go over all the backstage interactions. Uh, We have, I'm sorry, we have Punk running into Kevin Owens first and he asks where Nick Aldis' locker room is or if he's back in his locker room Kevin Owens is like, no. And they just kind of <laughs> and I love Kevin Owens is the best. Uh, you've got Nick Aldis handing Punk a contract for SmackDown and Cody stepping into frame. Cody saying, it sounded like for Punk to finish his story, he's going to need to win Royal Rumble. Story, 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 finish story. Uh, and then Cody's like, that's interesting. Nice to have you back. And the two of them shake hands. So I think at least two of your final four are sitting right there for Royal Rumble. Oh, most definitely. We've got Randy Orton backstage, LA Knight coming into frame, Punk walking into frame, and Punk wishing them good luck. Orton asking Knight if he was ready for tonight, and LA Knight said, yeah. Maybe. (laughs) He said, sure. (laughs) But before we get to that main event, we have Asuka and Charlotte. We do have a couple of chats on that. Um, Sean's going to work hard to get an update on what's going on with her, but Will saying, I hope Charlotte is okay. Uh, if they can't do Bianca and Charlotte at Mania, I would call Mercedes and pay her what she wants and do Bianca versus Mercedes too at Mania. I would actually go a different direction and probably do something with, I mean, we'll, we have to see what happens with damage control, I guess. But I feel like where initially Bianca was in a position where she needed Mercedes to make her a star. Mm-hmm. Bianca now is a star and can make other people. So what that looks like, I think, is TBD. Would not sneeze at Bianca versus Mercedes, too. But if you're going to bring Mercedes back, I think you really want her and Bailey on the same side doing a tag run. Or you want to be able to do that four corners match while all four of them are there. I know that's if Charlotte is healthy. Now we will see what's to come. The um, house is getting full fast, huh? It is. It They're is bringing like, both sides. Which is I wild. tell this to a lot of people like, the more people you bring back and in, the less time someone's getting on TV, and the more you're going to see being crushed down. It sucks, but but that's not true. Like, what we've seen so far from Triple H is the opposite, where people who hadn't been getting used for the women's side, at, at least, like, right, right, right. Yes, finally, the there's yeah. been tag belts in no tag division. We're finally getting that, and even on the men's side, we're getting a realistic tag division. So I think that Triple H has done a good job of making that not be the case where I, that comes into play in my opinion is like Brom Breaker does not need to be an NXT anymore. Carmelo Hayes doesn't really need to be, but could be for story reasons. Um, Tyler Bate, I think is on his way up, which is good. But um, you know, I, I think Triple H has done a good job of reigniting the chessboard where people are being used better, which is, a credit to him, but we're going to see a lot happening in 2024. Yeah. So we will see, but we do get this match, which unfortunately ends in a Charlotte injury. I don't know what the initial booking was or if they had to call an audible here, but Charlotte was limping around and goes for a figure eight, but Bailey appears out of nowhere and pulls Charlotte away from Oscar. It's an interesting piece of storytelling here. Charlotte elbows Bailey, but as a result, Oscar rolls up Charlotte for the win. Now yeah. this match was six twenty one. I have a hard time believing that they would give this six twenty one if Charlotte wasn't seriously injured, because um, it was the only women's match. It's a WrestleMania rematch. It's one of the most storied women's rivalries that they have. 
this is a heartbreaker if Charlotte is is injured seriously. Um, so we just we send the best healing thoughts to her. Yes, uh, this is sure. a tough time of year also to get injured just in general. Like nobody, there's never a good time to get injured, but like this is heading into their key season. So if this is a multi-month thing or requires surgery, that's that's a tough one. That's a tough one because she, regardless of what you think of like her booking or her selling or any of that, she is bell to bell one of the best, if not the best women's wrestler in the ring of of all time. So uh, not a ton of thoughts on this match, though. Bailey's still coming down, making her presence known, I think is a good thing. Um, but what were your thoughts? Any of them? No, I'm I, I'm. I agree with you. You know, it was. It, I think it would have gone a little bit longer. It sucks that she got injured. Um, hopefully, again, it's just something like you know, day to day or week to week. You know, something that keeps her in the game. But um, prayers out to her. Uh, I like the stuff that they're continuing to do with these women. Um, I like the outside of the ring stuff that they're doing with damage control. The yes. inside is is starting to feel a little bit repetitive inside of the ring. So I'm hoping that. Um, somehow it matches back up because i really i mean the the work inside the ring is incredible but i'm really intrigued in the drama that's unfolding with these drama. ladies I, i'm into it man I'm, i grew up you know watching novelas you know um with my mom and dad you know soap operas so 7 p.m came on you turn on telemundo and there we go now you got it right here on smackdown but i agree with you and part <laughs> of it i think has been We've seen every permutation of these matches before. Yes. And we also already saw Bianca feuding with damage yes. control. So you take Charlotte out of this, this, this gets a little bit rougher. But that brings us to our main event. Now, this was a good match. I think this match might have gotten more time because of what happened in the women's match. I have a feeling CM Punk might have gotten over a couple minutes. So they might have actually gotten... <laughs> I think... Considering what they had in a long CM Punk promo and an abbreviated women's match and a tag match to close this out, I think it yeah. actually ended up pacing itself pretty well to, to end it considering everything they were up against. But you have a, a solid little tag match here with Orton and LA Knight coming out with the victory. You've got Orton setting up for an RKO, but Solo Sokoa breaking that up and teasing a Samoan spike, but Knight cutting off that with a DDT, him going for the BFT on Jimmy, but Orton hitting the RKO and saying, it is my night, baby. Let's go. Uh, this is his for the win. Knight and Orton pose in separate corners on the end of the show. Now, what's interesting here is Jimmy and Solo aren't really clicking right now. So mm. I don't know what this means for dissension within the bloodline. This could just be a fun close, like match to close out the show with, and you want Randy Orton to look super strong and pairing him with the most over other guy on the roster, um, I think is a really, really good thing. So, uh, yeah, I, I think this was a perfectly suitable way to end the night. You end it with your returning superstar hitting an RKO and your most over baby face against your most hated heels in the bloodline, right? That that just makes wrestling sense as a way to close out the show, especially when you had Punk at the top of the hour to not lose time like you did last Monday. Yep. Uh, your thoughts on our main event here? Same. I, I I thought it was just that. I mean, <clears throat> I, I want to see if Randy is going to start showing a little bit of that gray area. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I always feel when he's in the ring with someone, like he's ready to strike him. 
which is the great thing about his character and who he is and how he plays it. He has a smirk look in his face all the time, you know. So I, I want to see where um, where this progresses. I want to see if he's going to probably, you know, get into a feud with someone like an LA Knight. Like I, I I'd really want to see that, you know. Um, it's the timing right? that's going to be interesting for this because if yeah, he, when he turns heel. Yeah, I think you. I think you let him ride this out for a little bit. Enjoy yes, this little baby face, yeah. daddy's home thing. But Randy Orton's money is is as a heel, so and they're I'm setting up him. a lot of a lot of feuds for uh, Mister Part Time um, Roman Reigns, who is like you're starting to see people like they're frustrated. They want to go after this this championship that's just being held hostage right now. And no one, you know, no one's seeing on television. So I think that's also pretty cool. The uncertainty of who's going to go after it and why they're going after it. Do you feel like with Randy saying like, you know, daddy's back and he wants to go after the belt, that kind of now pushes LA Knight a little bit further back after his match with uh, with Roman? No, I think uh, I think LA Knight isn't getting another shot at Roman, and this is just to okay. I think I think LA Knight's buying time until you get into New Year into Rumble season. I think he's going to feud with Logan Paul, and I think he'll take the the belt from Logan Paul. Oh, you know what? A I, nice program to get there. I'll be completely honest. I blurred that out of my mind. I'm well, so it's so crazy that you brought that back because I completely like. That's the beauty of the tournament, though. You get to think about the U.S. title without thinking yeah. about Logan Paul, which is a good day for me. So. I will take it. Some more chats to round us out before we get out of here. Again, stay tuned to FightfulSelect.com. We have a ton of wrestling coming up this weekend. We've got NXT Deadline tomorrow, which Alex Pulaski and I will be reviewing. We've got the Collision Crew as well. You're going to have Cresta and uh, Aridigan hosting that. And Final Resolution, which I was initially hoping to go to, but I can't. Uh, but features some really, really, really fun uh matches and a really cool send off to the impact era as we head into the tna era very very cool stuff very very cool stuff there's some good tecker wrestling on that including zach saber jr and uh josh alexander being on the same side of things and buddy i want to see that tag team so bad can't wait to watch that match back but some more chats here will saying i like the fact mia and zelina vega uh, jumped damage control because they did the same before Survivor Series. Yes, thanks for not acting like fans. <laughs> we are not dummies. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, we're fans. <laughs> we're actual fans of this. And uh, with Punk being my favorite, like I can admit when he has a bad promo, and I can admit when he has a really good promo that doesn't say very much. Like that's not uh, difficult for me to do in my objective wrestling analyst self here. But uh, yes, Mia and Zelita should. Be pissed. They got jumped by sure. damage control so that they wouldn't have their spot at Survivor Series. So I like that. I like them con- with that continuity there. Agreed. Get them. Call me crazy saying that Pug could sign all three brands. He says he's here to make money after all. Now, uh, under Vince, I would have thought that was true. But now we have solid authority figures, which is really refreshing, that yeah. are vying for their brands. Now, if he doesn't go to Raw, Adam Pierce sucks at his job because he just lost Randy Orton, too. So... I also think Punk is going to be on Raw. I, I think you want that even playing field. And also, we know Fox are not renewing their rights, right? So they're going to want to keep USA happy more than they want to keep Fox happy. I can almost certainly guarantee you he's going to stay on Raw. 
Yeah, I think so too. I yeah. think so too. Handwriting's on the wall for that. Big time. Call me crazy. Also saying, uh, do you think WWE has an interest in Andrade or Malachi Black? Aren't their contracts coming up? Hope Charlotte is okay. Uh, probably. They're both really, really great talents. Um, there's a lot to take into consideration right now in the wrestling landscape. That's what there I'm are both yeah. rosters are extremely yeah. full. Uh, there are a lot of yeah. backstage dynamics. Both of them obviously have wives that are back in WWE, so I'm sure there yeah. is personal interests vested there. But uh, we'll see. We'll see. You know, it's it's going to be a crazy contract year. We'll also see if, if AEW wants them back. They've got some free agents that I'm sure they want to go after and. Drew McIntyre and Seth and Becky. So lots and, of possibilities on the horizon. But I do think WWE would have interest in them because why wouldn't they? They're both fantastic. And, and, and you have TKO now in the mix, like the yes. company itself that will, you know, they have integrated themselves when it comes to financials and things happening within the office, not the wrestling product, but the in-office work. So these people do have a say in now in what happens with financials because they got to keep people happy you know so that's i think we kate had mentioned it before that when you have a dynamic like this you have someone like a drew mcintyre who's still sitting on a contract year with no sure. talks about contracts and that goes to show you that when there's a higher power now it's not like the old school vince mcmahon days when you say yeah let's just renew them and do what we got to do you know there's different dynamics here now competition is good for wrestling sure well, that ends our post-show, guys. Thanks for sticking with us. I know and I blame Sean entirely for taking up so much time at the yeah. beginning of the show. So thanks for sticking around. Uh, I'm going to go watch some Rampage. I can't wait to watch that Danielson and Garcia match back so, so much. But, Alex, before we get out of here, when can the good people find you? You can find me on Threads, Alexis Cardoza, which is also Instagram, the same thing. Um, you can find me on X until I get kicked out at underscore Alexis Cardoza, which is right <laughs> underneath me right now. Um, I want you guys to go check out uh, this week. There may be a little surprise on one of the shows that I happen to be producing called uh, Wrestling with Freddy. Uh, these uh, these next couple of weeks are going to bring, bring in some fun episodes. And uh, there's two big ones that uh, I was able to snatch. So well, one of them well, might have been today on Snackdown. Scoopsky Cardoza over Scoopster there. Scoopster Cardoza. There I it is. <laughs> yes, uh, this is Scoopster Cardoza from uh, Fightful. That's but, right. Yeah. You could uh, you, like the, the typewriter keyboard effect. The oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah pretty much. Hey, you can find me on commentary at Excite Wrestling tomorrow at twitch.tv slash Excite Wrestling with an X because this is wrestling. We don't use the letter E. Uh, looking very, very forward <laughs> to getting on that card. I... I'm so happy to report that Mike Skyros finally lost the championship tonight. I can't wait to see his cowardly little butt tomorrow, but looking very forward to that. And that will be followed by NXT. We'll be watching uh, Deadline, and Alex Blaski and I will have the post show for you for that. Stay tuned to Fightful because we also have Collision. We also have Final Resolution. We have so much happening. Uh, Enjoy wrestling. Have a wonderful and safe wrestling weekend. Stay safe, those of you who are facing weather now. What's crazy? Full-on wintertime. Have a wonderful wrestling. Happy Hanukkah to our Jewish friends as well. Word. We're out of here. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.